0: Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode number 89. This is your host, Suman Silwal.
1: The main thing is to not put limitations on yourself and don't worry about the, the, the small things.
0: Early registration for 2018 Pinhoti 100 has officially started. Visit PinhotiTrailSeries.com to learn more about the Pinhori 100 and register for the event. See you at the starting line of Pinhori 100. I'd like to welcome Beth McCurdy to Imran's podcast. Beth, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: I met you a very long time ago when I was just starting... Pacing. Uh, you were here at the Mercedes. You used to come here pace. I think four-hour pace group. And, yeah. uh And I met you back then. I don't know if you remember, but I was just starting, very new, and I had no idea. How, <laughs> I was always looked up to you and Vanessa uh, and all, all all these people who could pace perfect pacing. But but I haven't seen you uh, for for longest period of time. And I met you here at the Endless Mile. Give us uh, your running background, your running journey. How did you ha- how how did you become a runner? Were you a lifetime runner or or midlife uh, runner like me I started late in my life running so tell us your tell us about your running journey
1: okay sure well actually I um I was uh my my dad was a marathon runner back in the early 80s and so I was introduced to long distance running at a pretty early age and um so but I had no interest in it I kind of thought he was strange for running that far
0: <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> that like time. my children
1: yeah. And so I, I really, you know, honestly, I, I was not a very athletic kid at all. I liked being outdoors a lot. I liked being out in the woods and that kind of thing, but I just had no interest in exerting myself physically. <laughs> and I, and I really never played any sports. And so, um, when I went to college, Uh, Actually, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area originally, and the first college I went to was a small college, and I I was on the the pom-pom squad. and um, So that was probably the first thing that I ever really did that was semi-athletic. And um, we were required to run a mile on the track uh, to warm up before practice every day. And I used to just come back from the dorm complaining and so upset that I had to run a mile again. Every day we had to run a mile (laughs) you know? And uh, so I never really liked running. And when I, when I finished college, I went straight to graduate school and I ended up going to Auburn for two years. And then I moved and still no running, no, not much of anything other than maybe walking. And then I, um, moved to Atlanta. It it was strange. I, I, I remember this vividly. I, I looked in the mirror one day, I was 24 years old. This was in 1994. And I looked in the mirror and you know, I weighed almost like what I weigh now, maybe 10 pounds heavier. But I looked in the mirror and I thought, my gosh, you're only 24 years old and you just don't look all that good. You don't look very fit. And so I decided to join a gym and I got on the treadmill. And it didn't take very long for me to build up to three miles in the treadmill because I wasn't heavy. And I just remembered my dad and his running. And he, you know, he ran the New York Marathon, the Marine Corps. Marine Corps Marathon. And so um, I thought, you know, maybe I'll just go ahead and head outside and go for a run and see how that goes. And I just fell in love with it. And that's when it started for me. I I started running in 1994, and I really have never stopped except for when I was pregnant. Anyway, and of course, like most people, it started with 10K and all that, 5K, 10K. And so because my dad is a marathon runner, we both agreed, uh, even though I was living in Atlanta at the time and he's in DC, we agreed to train for the Marine Corps Marathon and run it together. This is in 1995. And uh, literally four weeks before the race, I just was injured. I had two injuries and it was, you know, p- probably part of it was I wasn't training properly because, you know, you didn't have all the training
0: definitely. tools that you
1: have now. Yeah. And so, you know, I had on my cotton sweatshirt and my <laughs> shoes that were probably, shoes that were probably too small, you know. Yeah. First time <laughs> marathon so,
0: trainings. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, so I was injured and I said, ah, screw this. I'm not, I'm not doing marathons. I'm just going to stick with the halves and and halves and under. And so really through the rest of the nineties, I pretty much just ran, you know, halves or ran, uh, I ran actually, I ran one or two, I think. I think, too, with my dad, which was really special. Anyway, and then my son was born in 2001. And so that during that time, I didn't really run. Actually, I didn't run at all, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I pretty much quit. And, and uh, so it took a long time to get back in shape after that. But then around 2002, 2003, I dabbled in um, triathlon and did a few more half marathons. And then finally, 2003, my, my dad, I'll never forget the conversation. My dad called me and he said, You need need to stop with this half marathon stuff and do a full marathon. It's time to do a full marathon. And I was like, okay. And so (laughs) I reluctantly decided to go ahead and, you know, start training for my first marathon. And and I was like, okay, fine. I'll just do one. I'll do the Atlanta Marathon. They have a there's a five hour cutoff, so I have the the
0: Thanksgiving Marathon. Correct.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I wish it still was around. But I know.
0: I wanted I wanted that marathon to be around. I'll tell you why.
1: Oh, okay. So I I got pretty serious about training, and I you know put in put in the training, and um, but I was really nervous about it because I'll be honest with you, I saw I saw my dad after he finished the Marine Corps marathon, and he was in bed for two days. (laughs) So I thought I don't know about this. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through this marathon because I remember how hard it was for him, and um, and you know that was I'm exaggerating. He was probably sick from that one he may have been sick you know before he even ran the race but anyway so I ran my first marathon and he was at the finish my dad was at the finish and so uh and it surprised me I never hit the wall you know I was waiting for the wall but there was no wall and I ended up finishing in under four hours which was not what I had planned on doing I really just wanted to finish in under five hours so was especially, very excited. especially
0: that course
1: yes I know it's a, it's a hard course so then um after that, I des- I decided that, okay, well, okay, I'm only 11 minutes from qualifying for Boston, so why don't you try and train to qualify for Boston for your next marathon? So in 2005, I ended up running the Nashville Marathon, and uh, I trained really hard and followed a program you know, because I, I knew it was going to be hard to finish. And I think I needed it yeah, I needed to finish in three. It's different now, but I, I needed to finish in 345.59 to qualify for my age. I ended up finishing in 345.58. That was my chip time. <laughs> so it was crazy. But, um, so I ended up run, running Boston. And so anyway, I just kept running more and more marathons, you know, the next few years or so. And, um, and, you know, I, I kept trying to get my, my times down and get down to like the three 30s and that kind of thing. So I was very focused on trying to improve my time over that time for the next few years after after I qualified for Boston.
0: Definitely. Uh, sounds like your journey. Uh, at least you and I, we started the same place. Uh, Atlanta Marathon was my first marathon in uh, oh, <laughs> 2008. <laughs> okay. uh, it was a really difficult course. I really was having a fun time till I uh, got down in mile 20 when you had to climb that, what do you call, heartbreak hill or oh, okay. cardiac hill, whatever they used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish, yeah. like I said, it was my first. I wish it was still around. I would probably would go run my 100th marathons and ultra as I'm getting closer to it. They don't do it anymore. Uh, one other thing uh, somebody told me after I finished that marathon, somebody said that not every marathon is going to be as hard and as hilly as this one. So I didn't believe him, but <laughs> as many as yeah. I have done. So definitely. The other, other point that I was going to make, uh, if my children are listening, uh, my, my girls, uh, especially my younger child had nothing to do with running, see? doesn't like to run but hopefully listen to your story hopefully one day uh she will join her dad because they see me running they go everywhere i go running but uh they don't like me to run as far and as much so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i really think it does plant a seed i, I you know at, at least for being healthy you know
0: definitely my older child used to run but as uh, her school hasn't allowed her to do it but but definitely my younger it doesn't want to run but i listen to your story I think there's a hope for me, so. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, talk about that. Uh, going forward, uh, you dived into ultra. I think you, you became an ultra marathoner, a distance runner. You did very fairly good doing the ultra races. Uh, you won a lot of races, looks like. Uh, like I said, recently mm-hmm. I met you at the Endless Mile, six hours. Uh, tell us about your ultra journey. How 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 did that happen?
1: Well, uh, the thought of it started in, in 2006, um, and it, it was... Literally walking into the Borders bookstore and seeing Dean Carnassus' book on the bestsellers shelf. I'd heard of Ultras before, but I just didn't really know that much about it. I, I never really thought about it and until I saw that book. And, of course, I bought it and I read it and I could not put it down. I just thought, oh, my goodness, this is so amazing. I was just completely mesmerized by all of it. And so that was when I knew that the next thing that I had to do was run an ultra. And even in 2006, 2007, you know, there, there really was no Facebook. So you really didn't know people who ran ultras. And when I would tell some of my friends, my local friends that run, you know, that yeah, I'm thinking about running a 50k. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, why would
0: <laughs> you do that?"
1: You know, because no one even even then, and it, and even more so, women didn't really do that. And so it was just all about the marathon still for most people. And I mean, it still is, but I think people are a lot more aware of ultra marathons now now compared to then. Then um, I just signed up and trained and didn't really train that much more than I would for a marathon. And of course, loved it. But I still just for the next year or so, I I, I kind of went back to the marathon uh, again for a while. And I'm not really sure why. I, maybe I almost did think it was a little bit crazy. <laughs> to, you know, and, and maybe I just felt a little bit alone in the whole thing. And I thought, you know, I don't know, I just really kind of for about a year didn't uh, after my first 50k, I didn't run any more ultras. But then once I started, I've really never Stopped. I mean, I've been just, you know, running them sometimes 10 to 12 a year. And my first hundred, by the way, was in 2010. So from 2007 to 2010, it was kind of a build up for me. I, it's not like i decided after reading dean's book that i wandered by 100 miles i wasn't at all ready for that or meant you know mentally ready for that and so it was a progression where i you know went on to the 40 mile the 50 mile the 12 hour that kind of thing so um my first 100 was the keys 100 it was all, it was awful <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was wonderful, but it was awful, and
0: because you um, didn't know what you're getting into, and correct. I mean, hundred is still awful for me after six of them I (laughs) have (laughs) done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. I was very, very trained for it, and I actually ended up placing third, female. So, you know, I ran pretty well considering I had to walk the last twenty miles of it. (laughs) But um, it was so hard, and it was. I mean, I was throwing up. I was. I lost seven toenails after that race. Wow. Yeah. And I
0: mean, the keys are all, all road, correct? So
1: Well, that's not the only reason why. The, the main reason is that I didn't change my shoes for 100 miles. So I wore the same pair of shoes, and I, I knew I should have changed them, but I, I was afraid to look at them look at my feet and see how bad they were. So I just kept my shoes on. And anyway, and my crew, they they were not ultra runners, so they didn't force me to take my
0: shoes off. <laughs> the only thing I do not to see my blister or anything, I just don't take out my socks this day. So...
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, but it was, yeah, so after that first hundred, I said, "Oh God, no, I'll never do that again. That was horrible, but of course, as you know, time goes on, and then you start thinking, hmm, maybe the next one will be really good, and I'll have a really good experience, and anyway, so, um, but about that year, actually, I wanted to mention one more thing since you saw him at the uh, Endless Mile. That year in two thousand ten is where I met Joe Fegis. And Joe literally used to live 10 minutes from where I used to live. We both have actually moved. He's in South Carolina now, and I've moved about 25 miles north. Of where I used to live, but anyway, um, I I heard of him, and you know, again, he was a newer ultra runner as well. I heard of him through you know local friends, and um, but I, I just never really ran across him, and at the park or anywhere else. And so he and I started running together, and, and honestly, we ran together at least a couple times a week for about five years until he moved to South Carolina. And so that's been a really great influence for me. I think he's been he's just been a great you know, encourager, uh, to me to, to try, you know, the 24 hour, which is <laughs> a whole other, a whole other race and, uh, and that kind of thing. But he's, yeah, he's, he's crazier than me though. I mean, I'm not even close to... He's crazier and a, and a lot more talented. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so. I, I de- definitely saw him at the Endless Model. We need to bring him to Emran's podcast. Oh, yeah. Probably. So that's uh, that's how you, you got in the journey of running ultra, ultra distance. Uh, you mentioned slightly about a uh, little bit about women, women running um, ultra. Uh, tell us about how much has it changed since you started back in 2007? to now i mean we have a lot more ultra running ladies
1: yes and it it's amazing of how much has changed in my eyes it i just remember you know being at races you know 10 10 years ago or close to that and being one of the few women really there just weren't a whole lot of women out there and now there are just so many women it's great and and i, I have a lot of local friends who i never would have thought would ever even want to do a 50k and they're doing 50ks. And so it really has changed a lot. Now there is one, not, not really negative, but, um, (laughs) I guess slightly, but in, in, uh, in 2012, when I ran North Coast and 24 hour and I was trying to I was trying to get on the 24 hour team. And at that time, you needed 120 to qualify, just you know, not not get on a team, but just to qualify. And now I think it's one 125 or 130. But um, anyway, so now that there are a lot more women doing this and a lot faster, younger women. <laughs> it, it's making it harder for it made it a lot harder for me. So but anyway, it, it, I, I gave it a few more shots. After North Coast, and I, I really just don't have the, the leg speed you know, to be able to pull off 130 or more. And so that's, you know, I tried a few, made a few attempts and I just couldn't quite do it. So
0: so what is the furthest distance have you gone in 24 hours?
1: It was just that one time, the 122.5. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us about this time event. Uh, do you, I see and you ultra sign up, you, you do a lot of, looks like you have done a lot of them. Uh, so what's the, what's the traction uh, on the, doing a time event versus uh, ultra? What kind of ultra have you done in the trail? Ultra, I mean, especially 100 miles, uh, do you do trail or road up? Under 100 miles.
1: Most of my ultras have been road or gravel. I've done a couple of trail uh, hundreds. I've done the um, ancient oaks 100 in Florida. But, you know, I'm just really not that great on trails um I don't know I guess I just um I, I like I like to be able to get into a groove and or a zone and you really can't do that on the trail as easily and so um, I just think that I'm better suited for road running so I've done quite a few trail races uh, in the past not really hundreds other than ancient oaks but um you know it's hard though i I don't know I go back and forth as far as Which one I prefer over, you know, like a a regular 100 mile race, point to point type of race or a a timed race. There's, they're just so different. And, uh, sometimes I like the timed races better. And other times I'm, you know, really wanting to run a, uh, either, you know, like a Umstead. One hundred type of race, or Definitely. you know, a race where a race where you're running more than a mile at a time. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so. a that's something for me to. I cannot wrap my head around. To. I've done. Uh, I did endless mile last year, 12, 12 hours. That's the smallest loop I have ever run in my life. Other than running a track uh, for for a few miles, but for 12 hours running, like you said, sometimes I felt like, Wow, I'm just right here at the station. So it's not like where I'm going, you know, <laughs> it's like, Yeah, it's, it's I don't have as much attraction. Uh, I know that it brings a different type of crowd. Tell us about uh, the crowd and everything, it brings uh, also because you it looks like you have a lot of experience in that, uh, running those kind of small circuit, uh, kind of race. Uh, like, like I was asking earlier, uh, what's the attraction there?
1: Well, honestly, I just I love being able to see everyone while you're. Up in the timed event. And so you, you're never alone, you know, (laughs) you're always, you're always like this one, I just did on the track. I know, I know a track is crazy and I've I've done a hundred miles on a track before, but it's um, so great just to see everyone, you know, all day long running, you know, and and people are struggling out there, but you just feel a lot of support. I don't know. I just, I like that part of it. I like, I like that. It's just kind of crazy, you know, there's just something that is, that
0: I'm drawn to about it. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And it's just such a small uh, a circle, one mile, mile and a half, even track, that's quarter mile. That's, Definitely, there's a lot of struggle I have seen in this endless mile here. I observed a lot of people this year. I was more involved this year going, you know, I stayed long and got up there, got there early. People were just amazing how they kept on moving, uh, taking their uh, running beyond the boundaries they could run or distance they were covering. It was amazing for me to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is amazing. I know, and I'm not quite at that next level of the 48-hour. I actually did sort of try a few times and... <laughs> it was it was a little too much for me. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, one thing I learned about 48 hours is just got to keep on moving. Sleep, get up, keep on go moving, you know. Whenever you get a yeah. chance, just keep on moving and you, you get there. I was thinking after this endless mile this year, I was like, I want to do 48, 48 hours next year. Like later on, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll get there eventually. You said that you were trying to get in the team, the, the U.S. team, correct? That's what you're trying to get in. Did you ever yeah. get in the U.S. team or?
1: No, I was... That year when I did the 122 and a half, I was 10th. And then, so you have to be sixth or above, you know, to make six. They, they picked the top six women. And so, um, no, and I knew I wasn't close to making it with 122 and a half, but I did go to, um, Desert Solstice, an attempt there, and I I also went to uh, nor- back to North Coast, and then I did another local um, track race, trying to, trying again there. That was like that next year, and you know um, I really one of, one of my biggest issues is nausea, and once that hits, it's just really hard for me to come back from that, and so um, that's basically what happened, especially Desert Solstice. It was very disappointing. I was really hoping to you know try and get close to one thirty there. And, um, and I, you know, I was just training so hard that year and the nausea hit and I literally had five hours of throwing up and I, I could not control it. I kept lying down eating and then I get back up and try again. And, And so, you know, I ended up with like 80, 80 miles and went went back to the hotel. And so it's like, I'm really good for the first 12 hours or 70 miles. And then after that, you just never know. And, um, I guess it's always like that in the longer race anyway, you never know. But for me, the nausea is the, the one thing that's going to put me down. And so, um, but after that I realized, you know, okay, I am getting a little bit older now and, I have to have the perfect race to be able to pull off qualifying with, you know, at that time with a one thirty ish is what I would need. And I, I just don't have what it takes to do it. I mean, it was the aging and, you know, the lack of leg speed um, necessary to do that. It just would be almost, I mean, it just, maybe there's a chance I could have done it, but probably not. So
0: one question here, I'm just thinking about, uh, like a race, like endless Mall. can anybody qualify, uh, races like here or do you have to go to a specific race, uh, National race
1: it has to be um u s a t f certified basically so um, I don't know if endless mile is or not, probably the,
0: the course is certified course, so
1: oh, you know, yeah, if it's certified, then yeah, but that just wouldn't be a good course for it because of the hills,
0: yeah, they got the slide hill,
1: yeah, those are big hills for a timed race. <laughs> <laughs> They really are. they yeah, because usually, if um when it comes to people who are trying to qualify, that you you pick the flattest, you know, like a track or just a super flat course, otherwise that hill will just wear you down over time. so
0: definitely. but uh, talk about that. it it can be at the track, a small uh, four hundred meter track. Uh, it like you said, so it's okay to do that, that correct.
1: To qualify, you on a track? Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. Definitely. So I
0: think Pensacola has it. I have been invited to go to some of these things, but, you know, I'm just – I have been ignoring that. So (laughs) 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 one other thing you mentioned um, after Endless Mile, that uh, burnout factor. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about um, your journey how you got here, and then the burnout factor and you said, you you had stopped running for a while, so let's talk about that a little bit,
1: yeah sure, okay, well, you know, I think you know after I guess you know when I first started running ultras in 2007, you know i I basically it was just year after year of training running races, a lot of races and and I had a couple of really good years in there too and um and then you know as time went on, I still was doing a lot of races, but I wasn't running them as as well as I used to. And that was fine, but I was still running, you know, so I was still running pretty well and enjoying it. And, but you know, the last couple of years have been tough and it's not because, you know, as far as my body is is working fine, I don't really, I'm not super injury prone. So that that's not really been the issue. It's just, I guess it's just really, you know, that I've, I've done a lot of stuff and it was just harder. I think running was just getting harder for me. And once I slowed down, it's like, it just got worse. I You know what I mean? Like once you start slowing down (laughs) and, and I really had never experienced that to be honest. You know, I just had been, had so many good years and all of a sudden I find that, you know, I go out and run three or four miles and it's hard and that's ridiculous. It shouldn't be hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. And so I, that, that was really, it's been tough. And, and so I've had to, and I have still been, I've been running all the, you know, the last couple of years. I just haven't been racing as much and I some a lot of my weeks of running have been you know 20 miles or 25 miles so you know I'm just very just maintenance running basically but over time if you don't do any speed work and if you only run 20 miles a week you're you know it's just going to keep getting worse from there Definitely. and uh, yeah and especially the older you get and everything so
0: so so in, in this time when when you feel this burnout factor we talked about so looking back what what kind of thing uh, will prevent uh, having not having that, or or everybody has to go through that? Um, if if you had to do something minor adjustment for you back in the days, I guess uh, how how would you adjust that?
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, I think most people who maybe I'm wrong here, but I think that most people who run ultras don't run as many as I do as often. And, and, uh, you know, maybe not ever really taking any breaks all those years could have caused it for it to be kind of a rough burnout suddenly. I don't really know though. Um, I, I do know that for me, you know, I've, I have a couple of things going against me. What one is my age and, uh, the other one is, and you know, this is something by the way that I really think that people need to talk about. And I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's taboo or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I've been going through menopause and um so that has been a huge factor in my training that's made it really hard you know because i you know i just deal with a lot of the effects of the changes and that kind of thing and and so um you know i think that's that's definitely impacted it and i think it. I actually think it impacts a lot of women who are close to that 50 you know 50 range they start dealing with those symptoms and it it really can be disruptive to your running.
0: So in, in so. those in those cases, would you uh, stop running or uh, running will help or or how does it, I mean, it's hard for me to ask this kind of question, but uh, I'm going to attempt anyway.
1: <laughs> you know, I think, I, actually, that's a great question. And I have decided that 100% um, push through it, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, if you give into it, It'll take over. It will. It'll make it'll make everything worse, and so it's so much better to fight it. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. I've the last uh, few months or so, I'm really you know trying to focus on getting my mileage back up, and um, because I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet. I mean, I I know I can't run as well as I used to, but I still want to you know enjoy it and you know go to races and not feel like I'm going to die because I'm not in good shape. (laughs) Um, so I'm definitely all about, you know, pushing through it and, uh, and not giving into it. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Uh, does it bothers you? I mean, you used to uh, win a lo- lot of race. I think you still do, but uh, does it bothers you to be not in the podium finish or, or feel really bad at the finishing, uh, or you're happy to be out there?
1: I don't know. Um, I have mixed feelings about that. I think, and, and I'll, I'll be honest. I think I'm still in that transition of, Kind of being a little bit frustrated with it, like thinking, you know, oh, I should be, I should be able to run like I did when I was forty, you know. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard thing to accept. And I'm just being honest. I mean, it's, but but I I love going to these events and I love seeing my friends. And so you know, you it's it's totally worth it. And it, I, there's no way that I could ever, you know, I'm not delusional. I know that I can't run as well as I used to, and I have to accept you know, the aging and everything else. It's just part of life,
0: so. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's one of the thing I'm seeing in, in myself as well. Last several years has been really a struggle for me. Uh, a lot of few medical condition and a lot of things happening. And uh, like you said, I'm not the same man I was uh, even three years ago. Um, I have not qualified for Boston. My speed are not there. Even when I run trails, you know, I'm pretty much out when I'm finished. I mean, I push as hard as I used to, but, but it's just the after effect It's much greater and uh, it's uh, just um, I'm worn out and I'm just uh, it takes me for a while to recover <laughs> but yeah but yeah. Uh, but like you I'm, I'm not ready to give giving up and throw my towel I, I, I told myself I'm going to slow down the reason I asked for a burnout factor because uh, once the summer finishes I start running races uh, usually um, summer I do small races but starting October I start doing a Distance races, and I go all the way to May. You know, one to two to three races a month. So, so, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have done uh, what a five, six this year already. I mean, this part of the season since October, I think. So, so, I, I think I've done done three. I, I shouldn't, yeah, I, I have done three, and then I'm gonna. I have three more left uh, uh, before the end of the year. Some something like that. So, I'm still working wow. through my calendar, but um, I did nine in the beginning part of the year. So, so that brings a. Uh, Huge amount, fourteen, fifteen races a year. You know, uh, a lot of them are not. I'm racing. I'm uh, I'm pacing. When I did the hundred mile, I don't know what it was at the end. <laughs> I was just finishing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's uh, one of the thing I really always have to be careful is not to burn out. So
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So uh, tell us about uh, what uh, what kind of things motivate you. You know, you, you we talked about a little bit about your 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 aging and you want to fight through it. Tell us about uh, what motivates you or what motivated you. Those factors has changed too, correct over the years for you?
1: Yeah, um people definitely motivate me. Other people motivate me and that more recently, I think talking to friends about ultra running, you know, um I, it got to a point where I almost didn't even want to talk about it anymore, you know, with people.
0: Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a, that's a big, yeah, big thing for us. You know that.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, um, I have some friends in Florida that I, I go, we have a place in Florida. So, um, so we, you know, we go there pretty often. And, and, uh, so I have some friends in Florida that run ultras and they're all, you know, excited and and gung-ho and talking about all the races they're doing and they're training. and, And so I'm just sort of the cheerleader, you know, but I'm like, you know, I'm just not really, I wasn't really into it. Now I am more so in the discussions that we have. But for a while there, I was just like, Not bored, but just sort of, you know, my heart just wasn't into it, into the conversations. And so, but um, that's coming back, though. So that's really cool that I'm starting to think about running a lot more and, you know, thinking about putting on my GPS again. I haven't worn a GPS in about a year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Counting some miles and speed, I guess.
1: Yeah. But, um, you know, I'll tell you that the other thing that motivates me, too, is my dad because he's 82 and he is still running. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and he's always been, you know, just so supportive and, and come to a lot of my ultras and helped crew and he helps motivate me. He really does because uh, here he is, 82 years old and he's still, you know, he you know he doesn't run as much as he used to, but. Of course, but, you know, he still, you know, runs in the treadmill and goes, goes to the park, you know, runs and stuff. And, and so, uh, that really helps motivate me a lot too.
0: Definitely. That's he's, he sounds like your inspiration and motivation factor for you since the beginning, since, since you start running. Uh, Yes. Definitely. Uh, do you follow as part of, as you're trying to come back, do you follow any, are you following any uh, training plans or anything like that? or, Or are you just going out there running, logging some miles right now?
1: Well, yeah, right now and always, because um, other than the one time in 2005 when I was trying to qualify for Boston, uh, I have never, I, I just have never followed, I'm not very good at following plans or programs or yeah, I'm more into how many miles can I get this week? Like, uh, okay, let's try and get 70 miles. So, you know, I'll just keep up with my mileage and, and a little bit of speed work or hill work or whatever, but... I just kind of mentally think about that during the week and think about how I feel. And um, I'm just not very good at planning, like following schedules. It's just not my personality. I do better with um, just going by how I feel. So
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think I have uh, given up on the schedule, following schedule for a long period of time. So uh, sometime I feel like I need to go back to have some sort of schedule. I know what I want to do when I get out of the house, but a lot of time I'm just not there. I guess that may be the reason why I was suffering last week and a weekend before when I was running Pinhody. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I told myself, I was telling my family that I need to have at least 140 miles per month um, just to get trained for, because it looks like I suffer once, like like I have a, my point is about 35 miles is where I start hitting the wall for ultra distance races. So.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So definitely I need to pass that, uh, uh, 35 miles and just kind of train beyond 35 i think that's what i want to do so it's uh, e- yeah yeah it's easy to do it like it's, it's the only problem is the time spent in the trail you know most of my if i'm going at that distance i'm going on trail and then it's you know how trail takes forever to finish oh so. yeah <laughs>
1: yes i know
0: <laughs> so do you follow any kind of nutrition plan or are you not good at it uh, how, how do you do in your nutrition
1: um you mean as far as just overall yeah,
0: yeah like, overall you know Daily. Oh yeah. Daily. Yeah. I,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. Um. I, you know. I've all. Uh, I cook a lot, and so um. I'm really big into cooking, and so I've always really always eaten very health, uh, not very healthy, pretty healthy, I should say, because I do like to have ice cream pretty often. But um. I, yeah. I mean, I I eat you know chicken and fish. I don't eat pork or beef. I never have like not since I was like ten or fifteen or young. I don't know. And Um, I just don't like it. So I eat chicken, fish, and um, a lot of vegetables and fruit. And, uh, and I I do find that um, it's even more important now, more more than it used to be to eat healthy. Like, I, I don't know that it mattered as much when I was younger, but I can really tell now that, you know, I just really can't eat. I love french fries, but i really it's, it's just not a good idea for me to you know go down that path of eating bad food <laughs> so, <laughs> um so yeah, I mean other than ice cream, which is the one thing i really love i I eat pretty healthy
0: definitely uh and Beth, it's always uh, great to have a healthy healthy food uh diet that uh, plan, but uh as a vegetarian myself, I turn to a vegetarian. To running, oh, yeah. but I'm not a, I'm not as disciplined as I like to be. <laughs> I don't cook as much as my family wants me to cook. I don't cook as much. So uh, I know that they <laughs> <laughs> but, but definitely, I, I think that's the one of the changes I want to make uh, as we, as we headed to next year. I want it to be a little bit more food that I, what I wanted to feed myself than, um, than just, in, just eat some vegetarian food and French fries and, and, uh, and other unhealthy vegetarian food. So.
1: Right, right.
0: So, I mean, you know, there's always, always a factor there. So on running and training, is there anything different, uh, you do, um, now uh for your your training uh like like I think we talked a little bit already uh as you as you get older and as you're trying to transition into is anything different you are doing now versus what you used to do back in days uh where you were young and running you know uh tell us about that is is there something we need to be aware or
1: yeah, um well, yes, and it's one thing that I really don't want to do, but I'm trying to do it. One thing that I have not done up until recently is weight train. And and that's because I just hate it. I hate going into gyms and lifting weights and doing all that, all of it. I just don't like any of it. And so I have forced myself to start doing it. And um, I even hired a trainer for a while to help me, but I think it was just a little bit too much what he was having me do. So I'm kind of back to doing things on my own but so yeah i mean i think that if i were to continue on with running you know as i get older if i didn't do some kind of weight training a couple of days a week i think that that would be a problem but i think i could i could easily get away with it when i was younger and it didn't matter a whole lot
0: definitely uh, yeah the, the cross training and and weight training, some of those things I don't do. I'm like you, very bad at it. Uh, some of my uh, boot camp friends, uh, Ashley Dawson, she asked me to come to her classes all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> amount of work she has to put put them go through it's just like, oh, there's no way I can do this. But but uh, definitely I need to look into those kind of things too because I think it helps overall. Like I said, it's nothing working if I'm just running and logging miles and it's not working. So I gotta. I guess we have to start looking at different avenues too. I think that's what yeah. You're doing so yeah so tell us about uh, as as you go forward uh, as as you are looking at the future for you 2018 2019 what what kind of things you you think you want to do uh, as a as a runner um as a as a competitor and uh trying to get back tell us about, what what kind of things would you like to do
1: well um i I've, I've tried to be really careful about setting any goals right now um i'm i'm trying to give myself the next six months to, you know, try and boost up my mileage. And, you know, I'm doing, I'm actually doing another six hour this Saturday. So I'm trying to get to that place where I'm feeling good again about my training. And I have some ideas of what I might want to do. It's nothing that, you know, I haven't done a hundred miler in in about two years. And so, and I wasn't so sure I really wanted to do, to do any more, you know, this past year, I thought, eh, maybe I'm just done with hundreds but, um, I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, a few, uh, I'm thinking about, I, I might actually go back to Umstead, not next year, but the year after. I just love that race. It's just such a great race. I've done it three times and I've always had a good run there. And then I was thinking about maybe the year I turned 50 doing, um, Pavlina hundred in Arizona. I don't know. I've just always kind of wanted to do, to do that one. And, um, that's another thought. I've been asked before if I want to do bad water because I've crude <laughs> <laughs> and I have no desire to do bad water. I I, I think there's about maybe a five percent chance before I crewed bad water that I might want to do it. And then after I had crewed bad water, there was 0% chance. <laughs> and so, um, and it's, it, it's just not, it's just not my, Oh, I, by the way, I had a wonderful time crewing. It was probably one of the best experiences of my life. So don't get me wrong. It was a wonderful event and I loved crewing, but it's, it's just not my, what I'm interested in doing. I don't know why I, I just don't. Well, I do know
0: why. It's, it looks hard as hell. Yes, one.
1: it, it, it <laughs> but, is hard. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I just don't think it's. I'm up for that. So
0: yeah, um, B- Badwater, uh, Barkley Marathon. Some of those things people often ask me. It's like uh, you should put your name in. Like, ah, uh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have no, you know, like, like you I have no desire for the. As much as kind of in some moments you think, well, I want to do that, but then you then you realize what you had to put it puts it put yourself through. I mean, have you done yeah. like a uh, Have you done like this ultra distance like uh, across uh, Tennessee and all those? Did you ever do those kind of races?
1: No. And I, uh, yeah. And I've been asked if I was interested in doing that too, by various people. And no, uh, you know, I, I I haven't quite been on board with the multi-day events either. You know, I've thought about it for maybe a day (laughs) (laughs) and then, and then I'm like, nah, I just don't think it's my thing either. I mean, I, I really, I, to be honest, I really love the 50 mile, hundred K Range, that's my favorite. And, but I do still, I'm still drawn to the 100 miler, but I think the 50k 100, I'm sorry, the 50 mile 100k is my, is my favorite distance when it comes down to it.
0: Definitely. I I think I'm going back to run 100. Uh, I have to correct myself um, (laughs) from the pin hodie and all the letdown I'm having. I ran my first, uh, first and the best uh, 100 mile, and then ever since the last five of them, they're just not as great. Or some yeah. of them, some of them were worse. Uh, like a recent pin hodie was, uh, pretty horrible. Um, you, sh- you should go watch a video that I put it out there from uh, the marathon oh, So yeah. uh, that's a, that's, you get to see the, <laughs> the emotional roller coaster I had to, I, I went through, but, yeah. but definitely, um, uh, definitely running a running hundred, uh, is I've done a 50k and some, some odd distance uh, beyond 50k. I haven't done any 50 mile or at all. Uh, my first 100 was supposed to be 50, but uh, I ended up doing 100 that day. Um, but, uh, but I haven't done a 50, 50 mile. I, th- I think uh, like you, I think ultra uh, distance wise, I like fifty k distance, maybe a twelve hour trail, not not the small circuit, a little bit bigger circuit, right, maybe ten right. k distance. You know, you know, yeah. because it's 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 a predictability of uh, getting to the a station in the six miles. As I like that, and
1: uh, yeah,
0: and hundred mile definitely. I uh, think that's becoming my slowly becoming my favorite distance. Even though my family may not like to hear that, but <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: there's there's something there's something just so um, you're it's like I'm just so drawn to feeling the pain and dealing like in suffering it's like I want to see it's like I want I want to go through it and I don't really know why like I I want to put myself through that suffering there's just something that yeah, you know
0: it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah definitely I, just, I,
1: I don't know why <laughs> you, you have
0: to watch that video and then you, you I wonder why he wants to go run again of another 100 so it was terrible <laughs> terrible finish but as soon as I finished the 100 I said I'm going to the next one oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like like he, uh, uh one of the things I've noticed that um, any distance less than a marathon or, or you know 50k like I said I haven't done a 50 mile or it's, it's it finishes within the time uh, before things really start getting bad to work yeah 100 mile yeah. bring you bring yourself from you bringing yourself from ups and downs and peaks and valleys is i think that's 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 life you know that's how yeah. the life is so that's how i end up doing those uh, more and more so right so talking about that is there any races that you have not done uh race or, or a race or a place or a place you wanted to go run that you haven't done would you like to go
1: you know honestly um it, it wouldn't be an ultra but I, <laughs> i'm actually interested in You know, going somewhere um, uh, internationally uh, to run, you know, like maybe a marathon, like maybe the Paris Marathon or Italy Marathon or London Marathon or something like that. I think that would be really cool. So um, but, you know, other than that, though, I I just don't really have a bucket list. I've never really been into the whole bucket list thing, you know, like, oh, I want to do this, this and this because I guess I just changed so much. You know, like I changed my mind. So many times and I'm a little bit, I'm also a little bit impulsive or spontaneous about things. Like I'm not one to sign up a year in advance or, you know, so, um,
0: definitely. Beth, it has been really great pleasure to talk to you, has been catching up with you and uh, learning about running, a running journey, changes in your life, uh, going from competitive runner to not running to coming back running. Uh, before we close this interview, I just want you to give a word of advice to all the women listening to you who are going through their changes, uh, changing life uh, in many aspects uh, with A's and is factor or, 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 family and anything that's going on. Just give a word of advice. Uh, you have, you, you have come a long, long way. Give us a word of advice to all the women listening.
1: I don't know. I mean, I just think, you know, the main thing is to just not put limitations on yourself and don't worry about the, the, the small things, um, meaning, you know, it's an example is your feet, your toenails, your, you know, <laughs> like, um, you, things getting beaten up from running, you know, um, or looking older because you're running so much and putting your body through so much because of the ultra running, or I think it's not true at all. Like, I remember I was told once that because of all the running I've been doing, my face was going to end up getting saggier. <laughs> <laughs> And as I get older, and I'm like, I don't think that's true at all. But anyway, just don't pay attention to any of that. And because uh, it's not true, running is going to keep you youthful and stronger. And it, and if you love it, then do it, you know. And um, I'm very fortunate because I have a very, very supportive husband who loves my running he doesn't run uh he plays tennis but he's very supportive of you know me running races going off with my friends to travel and that kind of thing and so that's been a real blessing for me for sure
0: great word of advice beth and has been really great pleasure to chat with you catch up uh, hopefully i'll see you uh soon um if i don't see you anytime soon hopefully you come back to run the endless miles or come pace the mercedes marathon whenever you're ready
1: yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Embruns Podcast. Please visit mruns.com to listen to previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels. Please follow Marathon Runs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for recent updates, race photos, discount codes, and more.